Hello and welcome to the Scribes of Summer, the Athletics Dodgers podcast. I'm Pedro Mora, joined by Andy McCullough, and today we're going to do a a draft, a Dodgers draft. Right, Andy? It was your idea. It was my idea, and we will be doing a draft. So what are the parameters? Tell the the listeners, please. Sure. Uh, It seemed like uh, an interesting thing or a fun thing to do would be uh, we're going to do a draft of the best individual seasons by Dodgers players uh, since the year 2000. So basically in the last 20 years, draft the best, you know, seasons for, uh, and we're going to each go, uh, I think we're going to do what, 10 picks per? Yes. Yes. We're going to do 10 picks per. And we, yeah. uh, we, we played rock, paper, scissors from a distance. Um, <laughs> we to, did do that. To, uh, we did do that Best two week. out of three. And it was a, yeah. um, it was, I won on the third try. So, uh, did. it was a very, uh, it was a very tense game of rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Yeah. We played by different rules owing to our, um, owing to our respective varying backgrounds, you from Philadelphia and <laughs> me from Los Angeles. So, um, but yeah, we had, we, once we ironed out our differences, we, we, uh, we battled, right? So yeah, I have the first pick. Do, who do you think I'm going to go with, with the first pick? Well, I know who you're going to go with, but I, I, I do think it, it, doing some research on this, it is, uh, amazing the number of great seasons the Dodgers have had <laughs> like there's a you know there's a lot of good choices here so yeah there's there's uh, a couple that I had forgotten about um yeah especially when you when you take the parameters down from qualified seasons mm-hmm. I would venture to guess that the Dodgers probably in the last 20 years had two of the more two or three of the more remarkable short season runs in mm. the sport there is uh there's one season in particular in here and I don't know if either of us will well I cannot see myself drafting it because I for the life of me cannot figure out how this person achieved this war level um but there is one season that really stands out so in terms of uh, uh completely memory hold for me Can you can you tell me who it is after if we don't pick it? Yes, I will. Yeah, I will. Uh, um I think I'm I mean then what? Who are you talking about? That's interesting. I, I don't know. Okay. Would you like a Would you like a small hint? Sure, sure, sure. He was a member of the 2019 Dodgers. Uh, so we'll see if either of us choose it this season. Okay. All right. What? <laughs> hmm. I don't think that. I think that only confuses okay. me more. Well, Andy. that's. I mean, look, we're 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 going off. We're gonna have a fun draft then. Yeah, we are. I really weighed a few picks actually for this um for this first first overall selection. I I nearly pulled the trigger on something else entirely. Oh. Um, because what what are the what what are we drafting exactly? It's not most valuable. Do- I think it's seasons, right? Best. It's best. Yeah, it's seasons. just the best. It's yeah. the it's the you know the season you'd want to watch again. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. The season I'd want to watch well, again. That makes I don't me, know. Uh, well, okay. Do I have to go back to my other one then? Okay. Well, I mean, no. I, I, think, I think you're you gonna, know. I, you know in your heart what the number one pick is. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I know what you're gonna do with number two too, because I want. I, I do want this other one if we're gonna take it seriously. I don't know so. if you. I don't know if you know what I'm gonna do. Well, okay. I'm gonna be pretty upset if you. If you. All um, right. If you don't. So okay. With the first <laughs> overall selection in Andy's. Uh, Andy's Dodgers of the of the of the century. Uh, draft i will select 2004 adrian beltre yeah it feels as yeah. if it's the obvious uh obvious choice beltre is a um you know a, sure, a first ballot hall of famer you know one of the more uh consistent 
players of, of, of our lifetimes in, in, in baseball. Uh, an incredible defender, especially that year. Um, the numbers, you know, I was a, I was a young kid in, uh, in LA at this time and it's, uh, the numbers stick out to me, you know, the, the, it, it really introduced me to what a local athlete dominating in sports could be. It's more so than, than, uh, than another player at the start of this decade that I might pick later on. But yeah, Beltre, you know, with the defensive mm-hmm. third, he was so young this year. He was, he was, you finally he was felt like 25, he was five, right? Yeah. Maybe 24. I mean, 24. He debuted at, he debuted <laughs> like at like 13, at 19. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He's a very young He was a boy young man. Yeah. Um, let's see how old he was. I mean, he's born in April 79. Up, so, yeah. He came up straight from double A, right? Yes. Yeah. He debuted three, uh, two months after his 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's um, In those first years in, in Los Angeles, they were kind of... This was before we understood how valuable... Or I should, I should correct that. that. This is before I understood how valuable defense could be. You know, and he did not really have a consistently good offensive season. There are a couple in there that that feel pretty good in retrospect. That the two ninety year when he was twenty one years old, right. um, that's good. You know, but it wasn't. He had he had greater potential. People expected more. People expected more power from him. And uh-huh. the so it was it was sort of he was kind of known as a disappointment, as I recall, in Los Angeles right. at the time. And then and then he's a free he's a pending free agent, and there's a massive breakout. So. It's. I think it has to be the pick. It just has to be the pick. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that is the the obvious choice for number one. I think for both. Uh, I think one. It's like the actual choice in terms of like you know it's the objective choice if you look at the Fangraphs WAR, um, and then in terms of sentimental value for what that season you know means to young folks like yourself. I mean that is like you know the the great season of you know those Dodgers years was Adrian Beltre in 2004. Like growing up in LA, that's the season kids talk about. You're a young folk too, Andy. Yeah, but I was in Philadelphia, and in 2004, I was mostly just upset about Andy Reid's uh, play calling. So, yeah, in 2004, um, I was still if, pretty happy you, about the Buccaneers' defeat over the. Uh, yeah, man. The Eagles, if you bring up you know? Joe Juravicious, we're gonna have a socially distanced fight. Is what's gonna happen, dude? <laughs> what about the the barber pick of McNabb to seal off the NFC Championship game? Can I bring up that? Yeah, yeah. No, you can talk about that. Yeah, you can talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey. You know who uh, the Bucks quarterback, Tom Brady, has never beaten in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's right. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, wait. No, he has. <laughs> oh, no, he actually has. Oh, my God. I don't God. know any. He did. Know. He did. Oh, man. That, that backfired so poorly. Oh, I'm, no. I'm just going to ignore your – it's okay, Andy. I, you know, it's fine. We move I'm on so from mistakes mad. on this podcast. Um, can we just talk about the Tampa Brady thing? There, I thought it was a meme at first, but it's <laughs> – no, it's a, th- uh-huh. it's a thing that his, his, like, team is releasing. Like – TB12 or the Bucks? Tom Brady's uh, merch people or agency That's or whatever. That's TB12. Okay, yeah. so he there's a there's a shirt out there. It says Tampa Brady, <laughs> and they're, they're selling it. <laughs> what? Tampa, Tampa Brady. I thought it was shouldn't a joke. It be Tampa, shouldn't it be Tampa Bay? Oh, it might have been that actually. It, it okay. was it was the Tampa that really just. <laughs> you can't nothing after there's no word after Tampa that would have redeemed it. <laughs> I might buy a Tampa Bay. They're kind of like that. Tampa. Uh all right. Uh the second pick. Uh this is um 
I think this is actually a little more challenging than the first pick because I think there's a yeah. relatively pain-free first pick. So basically, for the second pick, the it becomes deciding what is Clayton Kershaw's best season. Yes. Um, I am going to go with 2015. That was the year that he actually finished third in the Cy Young voting behind Jake Arrieta and... Uh, what's his face? Zach Granke, who, whose 2015 season will likely be chosen at some point. Um, but he also had a uh, 199 FIP. He had 301 strikeouts. He threw 230 innings. Uh, it was perhaps his most dominant uh, stretch after uh, the start of the season. Uh, so I would go with 2015 uh, Clayton Kershaw would be my choice as the best Clayton Kershaw season. That might be controversial. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think it's the right choice. It's where I would okay. have gone. Um, I think there are arguments for the others. The, the ERA difference between that and 16 makes you consider it, but then there's the 80 inning gap, and it's hard to, to reconsider that. I mean, the 301 strikeouts at this era is, is outrageous yeah. at, that, at that era. It was a little bit of a different, it was a slightly different time for strikeouts, I think. And I mean, tw- 2015, the Royals won the World Series. Like, strikeouts weren't a thing in 2015, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it's it's also his last full season, thirty three starts, right? I mean the the inning yeah. total, it's it's uh, more than fifty more innings than he's thrown since then. Yeah, I think it's I, I don't have a problem with that choice at all. I mean, I think some people might argue that Granky's season that year would be well, in consideration uh, over it. I mean, I, if, I you're, don't. if you're in the business of run prevention, it's you know it's reasonable. Um, but hey, you you also have the third pick, so you can you can state your case. Yeah. With the third pick in this draft, I'm not going to pick uh, Zach Granke's 2015. <laughs> I'm going to pick. Do you think? Do you know what I'm going to pick? I have no idea. I mean, I think you should pick a Kershaw season, but um, well, we, sh- we shall see. Yeah, if you're going to go with, okay, fine. You're going to convince me. I mean, well, by the letter of the want. law. By do, the letter of the do law. Do what you want. Do what you want. The, what I want is to is to select Eric Gagne's 2003 season. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will. And so I will. Okay. He had a one-two ERA in eighty-two and third innings. Uh, he, oh boy. He he basically saved every game all year long. It was when you you want to guess his FIP, Andy. Guess his FIP. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it, but I would not have guessed it. Yeah. Uh, it's, Can you say it's it? Very for, low. Can you say it's it? Zero zero point eight six. It's very low. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was um it's it's like it, it kind of goes to the Mariano Rivera first ballot question, which is that mm-hmm. is it, it is it fair for a person who has such a limited role to to be considered one of the, one of the most dominant, or, you know, one of the best players ever. And you know, it, as far mm-hmm. as the season goes, I would put this in terms in terms of how consistently dominant it was night after night. I, I have not seen in sports more consistently dominant performances. So, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw threw a no-hitter in 2014. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you were going to say which one is more valuable, I would have to, of course, pick uh, <laughs> that. But, but in in terms of, you know, which one you want to relive or which one you want to see, which one was the best, the most dominant, I I, I don't, you know, for the purpose of this, this draft, I'm going to go with Eric Gagne's 2003. It was a ridiculous campaign. Yeah, I mean, that's that's reasonable. You know, I would have gone a different direction, but that's okay. Well, the good thing, Andy, is that you can get to you get to go in that direction now. I do get to go in that direction. I am going to take 
Matt Kemp, 2011. <laughs> I'm going to say Matt Kemp, 2011. Oh, that's what you were talking about? What's that? That's what you were talking about? No, no. That's not the no, 2019 Dodgers. Matt Dodger. Kemp was, was not on the 2019 Dodgers. Dodgers. Sorry, excuse no. Me. Excuse me. No, I don't think the Matt Kemp 2011 season has been memory hold, has it? I didn't put it nearly as high on my list as you just did, but so perhaps. Well, okay. Uh, a decent defense in the outfield. Uh, 324, 399, 586. Uh, 39 homers, 126 RBIs, 8.3 F war. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably should have been the MVP. Um, I think that is probably the gold standard for Dodgers position player seasons in this decade. Um, that would be my my pick would be Kemp, 2011. I'll go with 2019 Cody Bellinger, which right. I think is uh, better than Kemp's in pretty much every, every metric. In what way was Kemp superior? Um... Uh... He had a higher batting average. <laughs> uh, he had a better. I mean, the ball wasn't juiced. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you can compare him relative to the competition. That's fine. Yeah, you know, I would say that. Yeah, I mean, that's like you know, it, it, the, he was playing in a dead ball era comparatively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think they're. I mean, Bellinger obviously outslugged him by about you know fifty points or so, but their their OVPs are relatively close. Um, you know, he's got a Bellinger has a seven point advantage in OVP, and um, you know Kemp played in an era, as I said, when you know random second baseman didn't hit you know seventeen home runs. Seventeen? I mean, some of them hit thirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, seventeen's really unfair to you. Yeah, that's true. I how mean, many, I, guess how know, many I home don't... runs Hanser Alberto hit last year? Oh wait, that's the wrong guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. But anyway, he hit twelve. There's a there were guy there was a I'll guy on the Orioles that hit thirty. I don't know who Hanser Alberto is. There was a man on the Orioles who I hadn't heard of who hit thirty last year. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out All who right. he is. Uh, Renato Nunez. Renato Nunez. Now I must pick the second best Clayton Kershaw season. <sighs> I will go in terms of pure dominance. I will go with 2014. Um, you know, uh, injury shortened season, it shortened by the front end, but uh, in 198 innings, 177 ERA, 181 FIP, uh, striking out almost 11 guys per nine. Uh, ran away with the Cy Young, won the MVP. I think it's uh, pretty, pretty easy uh, to put that one on my on my squad. I feel good about my squad right now. Yeah, it's a good. He had a good season, very good season. You could you could pick so many Kershaw seasons and feel pretty good about it. I mean, that's sort of what this <laughs> this is a uh, yeah an exercise my, I have, in. I in have some ways. Uh, I had five in a row, five in a row listed in my uh, <laughs> in, yeah in order that I troubled. I had trouble deciding between. Yeah. So, uh, that leaves me, huh? I will go with, um, I guess I'll go with, I'll go with 2011 Kershaw. Okay. Oh, interesting. Why would you, why would you take that over, uh, 13? Um, because it was his announcement. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking oh, a sentimental approach okay. to this. Well, that's to fine. Some degree. Like, you have, you yeah. have a case. That's fine. And they're, they're, you know, they're not that different uh, in terms right. of seasons. Um, and I think that that was when he announced that he was, he was the best pitcher in baseball. Right. To, to baseball. 
Um, you know, it, it obviously the expectations had been high for a long time. He had wonderful seasons in 2019 and 20, uh, 2009, 2000, and 2010, excuse me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's 23 years old in 2011 and he, you know, he won 21 games. He threw 233 innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually more than he had the, the in, uh, in a couple of, or no, I wasn't, I, I, did I say that 2015 was his career high? I might've said that anyway, uh, 2011, wonderful season. He announced to the world that he was the best pitcher in baseball, which, you know, a status that he retained really kind of unanimously for, for a good six years. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with 2011 Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Uh, I'll take 2013 Kershaw. I don't think you really need to explain it. Yeah. No, he's, you know, uh, he was the best pitcher in baseball for a really long time, and this was part of that run. I'll go here with uh, 2015 Granky. Ooh, interesting. That was my pick. Um, it was a... It was a, um, you know, he, he dominated. I mean, by, you yeah. know, if you're interested in run prevention, as you said, you know, 222 innings at a 166 ERA. He allowed 41 earned runs over 32 starts. I mean, he was, there were, he, I, I was covering the Dodgers that season, mm-hmm. helping cover the Dodgers that season. And it was, he had a run of months where he basically did not produce a, a losable start. I mean, he was giving up one or two runs, you know, two runs counted as a, as a poor performance for him. Mm-hmm. So it has to be, I mean, it, yeah, baseball is, is uh, won and lost by runs. I'm going to go with Granky. <laughs> Baseball is won and lost by runs? Yes. Is that a thing people say? No, I just created it, man. I like that. You like it? You should, yeah. you should write that down. I like that. <laughs> Baseball is won and lost by runs. Uh, this next one, I am torn between two. two both of them similar in that... Um, I just realized we're going too fast here, aren't we? We're like, we're tearing through this, huh? I'm no, trying to give you some time. I mean, you know, I think part of it is that, you know, we're just at like, okay, I'll take this Kershaw season. Okay, I'll take that Kershaw season. Because um, you don't really, you know, I don't know. I am torn between two seasons. I am going to take 2000 Gary Sheffield. Oh, that was my next pick. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, different era in a lot of different ways, but 325, 438, 643, 43 homers, um, you know, did it in 140 games, just, you know, crushing the baseball, 173 WRC plus. I believe that that is the highest WRC plus in any individual season uh, for a Dodger during this time period we were talking about. So I will go with 2000 chef. The walk to strikeout ratio is always sticks out to me from that time too. Yeah. You want to tell people what it was or should I, uh, you can, if you'd like, I mean, he's 60. He, this is a slug. <laughs> this is a slugger. Yeah. <laughs> 64 strikeouts, 101 walks. Yeah. That's uh that's a, that's a good ratio. If you can do that. Oh, sorry. I misread it. 71 strikeouts. That oh. was 99. 71 strikeouts, same same number of walks, 101. Yeah. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. All right. That leaves me torn. Okay. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to say the year, and then I want you to guess what, what player. Okay. You're probably going to know. 2008. See, this is this is the one that I think has been memory hold. Oh no, you're you're thinking of someone else. You're oh, we're not on the no, same page. No, I uh, 2008. I I have no idea. Who did you think I was talking about? Uh, well, he might come up later. I don't want to give it away. Derek Lowe? No, no. 
No. If you're searching only by qualified players, you're going to miss it. Oh, you're oh. talking about Russ Martin. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, so um, very, a very strange Russ Martin season. Uh, my my pick is Manny Ramirez, 2008. Ah. Uh, oh, geez. Do you want to guess his OPS? You just saw it. No, what was it? Give me a number. Give me a number. A thousand something? <laughs> yes, but we need a little bit more clarity than that. I don't know. 1,100? 1,232. Jeez. You know, 53 yeah. games, 187 IVs, but uh, he barely, he basically hit 400. He slugged 743. Uh, it was, it was a stretch of, it was a two-month stretch of dominance un, unseen, I think, by a hitter in, in Los Angeles this century. So I'm going to go with 2008 Manny Ramirez. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, that maybe should have been a little higher, but I think we were trying to reward individual seasons. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, in terms of impact, like, it feels pretty significant. At the same time, it's you know two months. So yeah, I, don't know. I didn't. I, I wrestled hard. with it. I think you could you can come up with an argument to put that second or third in the entire thing because it was right. truly dominant. But it also right. didn't last. So right. Well, it's the sort of thing that it has the sort of lasting memory of something like the 2004 Beltray season. Like it's the thing that people talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just you know it was it was two fifths or the length or whatever how many months are in a baseball season six 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 so one third so you can one reduce third. that fraction yeah dude i'm pretty good at uh at, at math <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'm going to take uh hmm. yeah um i'm gonna take sean green 2001 interesting yeah uh 49 homers 125 rbi um you know the standard 297 372 598 slash line uh had been the most homers in franchise history is that correct yeah and still is right bellinger didn't get there this year how did bellinger not hit 49 homers this season 49 homers is a lot of homers i guess it is yeah when you put it that way yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Is that even the best season on that team? <laughs> I don't think it was. Of 2001? So, yeah, Chef would it was be, better. Would it be Chef? Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, let me yeah. take a look. Let me take a look. Um. Yeah, I guess They're that's comparable. true. They're comparable, at least. I guess that's so. true, but Green Green played like Hit 18 more, more games. Yeah. yeah. And Chef is, was like not very good in the field, right? Uh, yes, that's fair. Um. I don't think, you know, if you talk to scout, if you talk to people around the game, <laughs> I don't know that, that Green was a, an elite right fielder, but yeah, I think it's fair. I, I don't, I don't think that's an outrageous take. I'm just, I'm just uh, provoking you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So let's let's pause here to recap. So we we yeah. each selected six players. Is yes. that right? Yes. I have 2004 Adrian Beltre, 2003 Eric Gagne, 2019 Cody Bellinger, 2011 Clayton Kershaw, 2015 Zach Greinke, 2008 Manny Ramirez, and you have... 2015 Kershaw, 2011 Matt Kemp, 2014 Kershaw, 2013 Kershaw, 2000 Chef, 2001 Sean Green. I think there's some still good, some still really, some really good ones still floating around. Yeah, the Dodgers have had a lot of um, very successful individual (laughs) seasons. Yeah, very, very good. Um, there's still, I think there's, there's a, there's a few more, uh, short stints that we're yeah. going to have to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, I think the biggest issue right now mm-hmm. is 
that. Um, I'm having trouble here. I'm going to go... I'm just gonna let me go. Let me go mosey over to Clayton Kershaw's page and pick, pick one of the seats. <laughs> just, just pick one that's hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's there's a decent. There's the one that he probably should have won the Cy Young uh, and didn't. Um, yeah. I, I. So what do we? I mean. Yeah, I'll just go with his 2012. Yeah, that's sure. reasonable. Why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? It's pretty good. Pretty two, good. Two five year. three ERA, two hundred and twenty eight innings, uh, made every start. Yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah, that's reasonable. What do you got? I am looking. I'm perusing. Got a couple options. Yeah, there's some weird ones now. You know what? Here's what. Here's one that uh, is going to be more of the. Uh, I'm gonna have to make a case for it, but I'm gonna go with 2017 Justin Turner. He was the best player on a historically great baseball team, um, and he also hit 322, 415, 530, and played very good defense. Um, you know, was the leader of the team and and all that sort of stuff. So the counting stats are you know a little bit lighter than some of these other ones, but still, I mean, twenty homers, uh, you know, seventy RBI, seventy runs. He was you know played in one hundred and thirty games, so those were a little reduced. But um, the player on that team you wanted at the plate in you know crucial situations, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think the twenty seventeen team was probably the best. Dodgers team of this, you know, century, I guess. Although, I don't know. Would you argue that? Would you say 2019? Uh, no, I think 2017. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't around every day in 2017 as you were, but it seemed that way. Yeah, I think it's 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 a really interesting issue that, that I'd, I'd have no problem at all with your pick of Turner. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the counting stats, you know, 71 RBI and what doesn't compare to what what else we've been listing right, right. in well, terms of a I full mean, season so yes <laughs> so but yes. that's it is it is really interesting that the best team in, fran- in 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 this century of the of this franchise did not really have a an outrageous individual season no. I mean, you know cody bellinger looked you know was great that year you could you could i mean i don't, I don't think it'd be outrageous to pick him actually now that i think about it mm-hmm. um but yeah I, sure Right. Sure, Justin Turner, 2017, yeah. very good player, great player on a on a um, 104 win team yes. that struggled in September. So, yeah, the team that was on 115 win pace from a lot of the year. Yeah, Isn't that right? very good club, very good club. I am going to go next with. Um, I'm going to go next with uh, 2000 Kevin Brown. Ah, oh, that was my pick. Oh man. All right. Sorry. Yeah, Kevin Brown uh, signed a, a, a big deal. Um, one of the you know one of the only long term contracts for starting pitchers that sort of paid off immediately in that in that era, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty three starts, two hundred and thirty innings, two five eight ERA. Um, his uh, his WHIP was under one. Uh, 3.17 FIP. Uh, he was he was tremendous. He was just tremendous. This is you know this is in the middle of the. Uh, the era in which uh, Chef and, and Sean Green were thriving, mm-hmm. so it's uh, that two five eight ERA was it led the National League. It was a tremendous, uh, it was a tremendous season. Yeah, that's a good pick. Kevin Brown should be a Hall of Famer. Um, that's another debate for another day, I guess. Uh, I will go with Yaziel Puig, twenty thirteen. I was going to do that, but I thought there'd no, be no way you did it. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, <laughs> I think in terms of, of 
I think in terms of uh, he played, you know, more than half a season. <laughs> he was incredible. Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, um, like sort of creating memories, he basically lived off that half season for the next, I mean, up until like last year. You know, he's basically been, you know, that's his calling card is that he's capable of uh, producing performances like that. So, yeah, I mean, just Mm -hmm. a absolutely electrifying presence, uh, you know, caused headaches for, you know, uh, opponents and teammates alike. An incredibly uh, polarizing player, but also, you know, in that 2013 season, an incredibly effective one. Mm hmm. I will select uh, 2000, another player from 2013. Can you guess who? Uh, I don't know, like Ethier or something? Hanley Ramirez. Hanley Ramirez, oh my. <laughs> Hanley Ramirez played, um, by your by your criteria, he played more than half the season. <laughs> and he uh, and he, uh, he had an OPS over 100 points higher than Yasiel Puig. Whoa. Uh, he had a 1040 OPS. In 2013, he mm-hmm. um, he hit 345. He came over in a midseason trade from the Marlins, and he was the best hitter in the National League for the rest of the season. Um, the Dodgers were looked like a pretty formidable group in that in that postseason until Joe Kelly fractured uh, fractured Hanley's rib in uh, mm-hmm. in the in the NLDS in uh, at Bush Stadium. So it uh, he he dominated. You know, he was the um, that team. As Puig started to fade in September, as I recall, this is my mm-hmm. first year covering baseball. And as Puig started started to fade in September, Hanley wrote, was was only rising. And he, as the postseason began, it was it was him and, and Kershaw basically as the as the the, the franchises. Um, what do you want to call it? Bellwethers, load stars. They were they were um, load stars. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, they were doing a good job. They were. They were. Yeah. They were. Um, they were the. Uh, it, it, the the franchise lacked, I thought, and uh, you know, you think about other players who started. Then uh, Mark Ellis was the second baseman. It it was not. It lacked the. Um, they lacked the depth of the 2008, 17, right. 18, 19 Dodgers. Right. But the team was good. You know, they won games. Uh, it was a, it was an above average major league team for several years in that span. Right. Um, but they needed. Uh, they needed. They what they lacked was uh was hitting stars. I thought and uh and Hanley was that until he uh, until he fractures rib. Right. So. Right. I'll select 2013 Hanley Ramirez. He had okay. a wonderful season. He really did. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. I am going to go with 2017 Kenley Jansen, and that uh, and I think that his Kenley Jansen's 2017 season is probably not going to be remembered fondly because of the way it ended in the World Series uh, in 2017. Mm-hmm. But part of what mm-hmm. made those defeats so shocking is that Jansen probably was the best reliever in baseball that season. Um, I mean, he walked seven guys <laughs> like yeah. he, his strikeout to walk ratio was 15.6 to one. Um, I mean, just, you know, his cutter was at its apex. His confidence was incredibly high. He had had a great season in 2016. He'd been really good for a long time, but 2016 was a year that, you know, he was kind of able to unlock some things in terms of just feeling like he could handle multiple inning stints and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he was just so dominant up until the end and that is partially you know what makes that defeat to the Astros so stunning um you know in the moment at least and obviously we know uh, there was some other stuff going on at the time but yeah I would say uh 2017 Kenley Jansen uh 
I don't know if it's the best relief season I've ever covered up close. I mean, I guess statistically it was better than Wade Davis in 2015. Um, so yeah, I get, yeah, I don't know. It's just so hard with relievers because you make one mistake in the postseason, you're remembered as the goat. Whereas you know Wade Davis got out of jams in the 2015 postseason, and uh, but you know the ball wasn't juiced and the other team didn't have a camera uh, on the signs. So you know, yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah, Jansen was dominant in that postseason too until the World Series, right? I remember him coming in night after night, yes. striking out essentially. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't have to didn't have to pitch a ton because they kind of breezed in. But yes, he he was he was his normal, very good mm-hmm. self. Yeah, it is. Um, I thought about that one. Um, the strikeout to walk really sticks out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is our last. This, this is, is our it. last picks. I'm going to take a moment here to think about where I'm going. Um, you want to name an honorable mention or two after that? Uh, I'm, I'm, I might. Yeah. I might, but um. Yes, that's fine. Uh, let's see here. What should I pick? Okay, I'm gonna go with 2016 Corey Seager. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Corey Seager, 2016. I'll read it out to you. Uh, 157 games, 308, 365, mm-hmm. 512. Uh, played a, a better shortstop than people had expected. I, I, as as I understood it, um, I mean, I wasn't there. You mm-hmm. were was rookie of the year. And got a lot of MVP votes. All star. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, this was coming off of uh, a wild month for him in 2015, September 2015, um, and he essentially right. kept it up, right? Yeah, I mean, tailed off slightly, but, you know, was still... This was back when, you know, having, like, an 860 OPS as a shortstop, like, meant something, you know? Um, so, yes, I think the counting stats look a little less impressive now, but, yeah, it was it was a very good it was season. It was the sort of season that made him the, fran- like the franchise cornerstone, right, at the time. And that, that's the way people thought of it. Right now, it's it's hard that to was, see that. Yeah. It's hard to see Corey Seager yeah. as that. I mean, there's there's so many people you could build around on the on the on this um, in the organization at this point. But uh, Corey Seager in 2016 was the guy. Yeah, and, and, and you're right about the defense too, because there had always been these questions about whether or not he would have to move off shortstop, and um, he just kind of showed that you know he physically could handle the position and was really, really you know competent there in a way that all of a sudden, like if you're hitting you know, the way he's capable of, then you're at like a seven win player like he was, but he's dealt with obviously some injuries since then. And the, the, the sort of the complexion of the game has changed in a way that I think has kind of hurt his skill set. Um, but still a very, very talented baseball player. Um, so is it me now? Last pick. That's right, Andy. I don't really have a good sentimental one or anything like that. So I'm just going to go with uh, 2001 Gary Sheffield. <laughs> uh, you know, another very good chef season. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the right one. It's just so hard, you know, like you, you want to give like a, you know, a shout out to Hunjin Ryu who had a very good season uh, last year. But, you know, 180 innings, like it's just hard when you stack it up with, you know, some of these Kershaw and Granky seasons, I guess. It's uh it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that one. I think you could pick a couple more Kershaw seasons too. You could pick right. another Kevin Brown season. I had 03 written down. Um, I think another one, I guess, that I was weighing was 2018 Max Muncy, which I think is pretty comparable to that yeah. chef season, although he didn't play that many games. 2019 Max Muncy is they pretty both good, were, too. Yeah, but 
Max Muncy's a good good baseball yeah, player. He sure is. Tell you. Um, the OPS plus in 2018 is you know dramatically better, but they were both you know I think 2019 counts as him keeping it up for sure. But uh, well, 161 yeah. OPS yeah. when you're playing multiple positions, you know he he, he suited up at, at mm-hmm. four positions that year. Um, pretty remarkable year, especially when you consider that he was um, you know in Triple A to start the season, and uh, neither yeah. of us really knew much about him. So can why does 2008 Russell Martin worth eight WAR? Uh, you're you're talking about Fangraphs war? Yeah. Um, I think it has some. I I don't know the answer. Do not quote me on it. But I think it might have something to do with the fact that uh, that they started to incorporate. No, that that couldn't be right, is it? I know he was a, a pitch like, framing. Is that what you're thinking? But the, it wasn't this pre framing data. E- yes, maybe they. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. You're right. 2008. Maybe it's been reincorporated. I, no, but they, but they, you can't. I don't know. I. I know that Russell Martin in 2014, I'm pretty sure I put him like on the MVP on my MVP ballot and people got upset at me. That so right. th- that um <laughs> I remember that happening. And if you look at his 20 his of 2014, it, it was um it was very good. So, you talking about 08 Martin or 07 cuz his offensive yeah. numbers were no, were better oh, in 07. Uh, I'm aware, but 08 Russell Martin is worth 8 war on FanGraphs and he's worth uh, four war on baseball reference. That, did so he, a bit did of a he gap, like a bit throw of out eighty percent of uh, runners or something? I, Let's see here. I don't know. He just had a huge defensive oh, rating eight. that year. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have no answer. I have no uh, answer for you. Very, uh, very strange. That yeah, that season to me, as I said, I have no recollection. He threw of out fewer people being a, in 08 than 07. Yeah. He threw, he he had a thirty three percent caught stealing rate in 07. 07 seems like it deserves some consideration for a young catcher to, to do what year. he what he did. Um, right. yeah. What else? What else were you considering? Anything? No, I mean, there. You know, it's that was those were the ones. Um. I think we probably should have taken that Seager season earlier. I think that one hurts uh, through the recency bias of what the last three years of baseball looked like. You know, in 2016, uh, what Seager did, I think he was third in MVP that year. He was really good. Um, Yeah, no, I I think we got them all. I'm sure there's there's other good Kershaw seasons floating around, but um, I think we, we got them in the right order at the very least. Yeah. Would have been funny if the first yeah. eight picks were all Kershaw, which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, if there are people who, if we were doing this draft, it would just be like, all right, I'll take Kershaw 2015. All right. I'll take Kershaw 2013, you know, and just go down the list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have Adrian Beltre 2004, Eric Gagne 2003, Cody Bellinger 2019, Clayton Kershaw 2011, Zach Granke 2015, Hanley Ramirez 2008, 2012, Clayton Kershaw, 2000, Kevin Brown 2013, Hanley Ramirez, I said Hanley earlier in 08, I meant Manny, uh, and 2016, Corey Seager. Mm. And who do you have, Andy? I have uh, Mookie Betts 2020. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have uh, David Price 2022. Uh, yeah, no, I got Kershaw 2015, Kemp 2011, Kershaw 14, Kershaw 13, Chef 2000, Sean Green 01, Justin Turner 17, Puig 13, Jansen 17, and Chef 2001. Luckily, we're going to flesh these out uh, in a story on The Athletic at some point later this week. Isn't that right? That is right, man. That's right. Synergy, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Good idea, Andy. Yeah. Did you have a good time? I did. I remembered some guys. 
Yeah. I remembered Mark 2006 <laughs> yeah. Marlon Anderson. That probably means nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't, but I'm glad you I'm glad you did. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you some Marlon Anderson stats, okay? He had uh he oh. he um he played in 25 games as a in for the Dodgers in 2006. Uh oh. 73 plate appearances, 64 at-bats. Guess how many home runs he hit? This is a man who hit 63 home runs in his career in 3500 plate appearances. Guess how many he hit in uh, 73 plate appearances for the Dodgers in 2006? 12? <laughs> Seven. Uh. He had an 813 slug. Seven? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. He, uh, That's a lot of dingers. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it, it really was. It was a... Um, yeah. Yeah. He actually beat... I watched Marlon Anderson growing up on, uh, with the Phillies. Yeah. yeah. Nice little, he had a nice career, didn't he? Yeah, man. 12 years in the big leagues is no joke. Yeah. All right. Well. All right, man. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Please uh, like and subscribe, and stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye.